0: Hello, good evening, Uh, welcome to the Football Babble, we are back, Um, it's myself, Phil, Cousin Mud, of course he's on because Arsenal be Liverpool, and obviously Patrick, no Steve tonight, he got caught up by work, and Breton, Breton's off on honeymoon, round Rome, sending me pictures by the way lads of all he's at today, which include, I don't know what, some magnums dipped in, I don't know what it is, it looks amazing, he's in pasta tonight, he's at some sort of Italian meat sandwich this morning, the man is enjoying himself to the max and obviously many congratulations to uh, my little big brother-in-law Brenton and our babble friend uh, for getting married to the beautiful and wonderful Kerry on Thursday, a great shindig there in Darver Castle. That's, before we get into this, um, I just what we were talking earlier and I had to restart the podcast because something wrong with the recording. Before we get on to the actual match, and then obviously Patty had pointed out that Johnny is a bit of a glory hunter because you know, obviously Arsenal are doing well now and now he's back with full bang, whatever. Um, I was saying Johnny how the the Emirates actually sounded quite boisterous for once, Johnny, and that, that isn't the dig, it actually sounded in a really good atmosphere.
1: Yeah, the atmosphere atmosphere's definitely improved. Um like I said there before, um it's mainly down to a group known as the Ashburton Army group of young lads who've just decided to get together in the clock end and Phil um or sorry Patty you got a, a good look at them when we went over there at the end of August to watch Arsenal play a Um they they look like a <laughs> they look like a bundle of hooligans to be quite honest with you but I don't think that's what they are. I think they're just literally there to try and sing and improve the atmosphere and get the crowd going, which has definitely worked and I think COVID also has played a part um I made the club realize that without the fans there you know really what is it you know there's no atmosphere and they've definitely um they've definitely helped the the match going fans with a lot of different things recently like i seen last week the big banner that was put out against spurs like the club helped fund that banner for the fans to bring that in so they are recognizing that the supporters obviously go a lot with a lot long way, sorry adding to the atmosphere and you know getting behind the team because I tell you there's probably a lot of teams at the moment that probably don't want to go to the Emirates. Like I kind of feel now whenever we have a home game, it's more or less in my head like I don't see us losing today. We got different when we go away from home, obviously, but at home I kind of feel like the Emirates is a wee bit of a fortress this season so far. Um obviously it can all change running in October like but it's it's good to have that sort of feeling now when you go um go to the Emirates. Like it was amazing the day that I was there, like I don't know what Polly thought, like I obviously he and Paddy work all the pints in, like, by the time that match kicked off, like, so I had a great time. Of course. Um, but, yeah, the atmosphere has definitely improved. it's It's been a long time coming. I don't think it's ever been this good at the Emirates, so it's good to see um, that
0: it actually has changed. I, Paddy, I, um, I don't was going say, you was were there.
2: Yeah, I thought it was brilliant that day. Um... It helped, it was like a half five kickoff, which always, always helps atmospheres, I think. Um and also as Jelly says we'll have a wreck of pints in us, but um yeah, I thought I was surprised at how um how loud the Emirates was. And you know, they've got a few a few new songs, um the Saliba one especially was was great and, and all the fans were getting involved in it. So I I loved the atmosphere at the Emirates, I thought it was great. And aside from the Emirates Jetty showed me the old Highbury the old facade that still stands that was pretty cool too
0: yeah I think that's uh, that's one of the grounds that has gone now in English football I wish I'd, I'd, I'd been to because Highbury looked unreal on to the football then, um and we'll, we'll start off at the Emirates on Sunday it was the biggest game of the weekend and uh, me and Johnny were chatting briefly before we came on tonight about some of the refereeing decisions. Uh, I'm of the opinion that, I don't know you, Paddy, I'll let you come in first before we, we let Johnny take over, probably for an hour. Um, I don't think, I think the refereeing decisions were really strange. I think they were wrong, but uh, I still don't think Liverpool did enough to win that game. Now, you can win a game and not deserve to win a game. That's That always happens, at sport, but... I think yesterday, second half especially, Liverpool were quite poor, and uh, I think they got what they deserved. Really, yeah, I I don't disagree with that at
2: all. Um, and obviously, Jedi's going to be happy. What we were saying just before we we're trying to record, Jedy had uh, had an echo. So the last thing I want is two JDs gloating about this. So hopefully, uh, <laughs> sound has been been remedied. But um, you know, Liverpool didn't deserve to win the game. Um, we're shite again. We're so shit, awful to watch. Um, we had a we had a period. You know, we we just give we give teams a head start every game. Um, which is common knowledge now. But like, you can't give Arsenal one the lead at the Emirates and, and expect things to go well. And um, we were just sliced open by that Odegaard pass in the first minute. And we did actually kind of come into the game. Um, you know, Nunes looked a threat. He was making very clever runs. We were looking more like ourselves and then just decided to be the most stupid bastards alive And the last play of the first half. I just don't understand it. Like, If that was City, he would have been fouled just outside the penalty area uh, from the corner. They wouldn't let a break like that happen. I have no idea why Liverpool committed so many men. Like It was on the blow for half-time. It was absolutely ludicrous. And I know Klopp mentioned it afterwards. He sort of blamed himself. He said he should have been shouting at them. But yeah really really schoolboy stuff um making some very silly decisions at the moment decisions wise you mentioned referees decisions the the handball with the current rules i thought it was going to get given because the arms up now I'm not saying i liked seeing these penalties given because you know Jota fired it at him from a yard away if even um but his arm was in an unnatural position and i was surprised it wasn't given I thought the penalty that Arsenal were awarded was probably soft, but you know, sure, it happens. Um I don't think there's any question that Thiago made contact with him, but I don't think every time contact's made is a penalty though, either. It was very minimal. Um, Jesus made a meal of it like, but um I think Arsenal played well and patches. Martinelli was the best player on the pitch and is so often when I watch Arsenal, I just think he's unbelievable. Um Trent didn't really know what to do with him. Um, sold down the river a few times and yeah, yeah, it wasn't great. Um, I was, when we, when it went to two each for me, was fantastic, but we kind of just lost the plot, some really weird substitutes. And we have alluded to it in recent weeks, um, really that some of the, the changes have been very peculiar. Like I didn't understand Salah coming off. I didn't understand Jota coming off either. Um, it just, just, I don't know. I, I don't think many Liverpool fans would have understood the changes, but, um, sure. Here we are. We have it's nearly mid-November, and we have won two games of football, and one of those was a last-minute winner against Newcastle, and the team that we flipping smacked nine nil are now ahead of us in the league. Like, we absolutely suck so so hard.
0: Before I um, <clears throat> chat about Liverpool and maybe what's coming next, uh, Johnny, the Arsenal top of the league, Martinelli, all in real performance at times. I don't think Arsenal were like as uh, people maybe went overboard. I, I think I think they were good, but they weren't amazing. Arsenal, and that's not take away from them. they were the better team. Uh, I still think there's a little bit more in this Arsenal side, um, certainly in games, but. What have you made of this start? What did you make of yesterday? And like, How long do you think this can continue?
1: Well, I was more nervous about yesterday's game than the Tottenham game because Spurs are shite and I knew we'd beat them. Um, that, what did that take you? 35 seconds? Class. Yeah, I didn't get my set last week so I had to put it in there. Um, there's been, obviously, the Liverpool hoodoo over Arsenal for a number of years now, pretty much since Jurgen Klopp decided to show up and Fuck me! It's been it's been a long time coming. Um, I I agree with you. I don't think Arsenal played as well as what people are making them out to be. I think against Spurs they definitely played a lot better. But maybe it just seems that way. The Spurs are shade. Um, Martinelli, pff, he's just some baller. Like, and I kind of thought before the game that's where the game's gonna be won for Arsenal is Martinelli going on the trend because. At the moment, like Trent's confidence is probably on the floor, um, maybe maybe the entire Liverpool team is feeling that way at the minute. You know, there's just they're a bit rattled, they're a bit low on confidence, and you know, it's. I was thinking about this earlier on, like, you know, only a couple of months ago we were sitting talking about this Liverpool team potentially winning the quadruple, and now they're sitting tenth in the league. They're fourteen points behind Arsenal, and then, oh my God, if you had told me that <laughs> at the at the beginning of August, that we'd be 14 points ahead of Liverpool by mid October, then I'd not I wouldn't have believed you. No way. Like that's just it's mad. Um in terms of Arsenal, you know, it's it's the media that are hyping Arsenal up to be, you know, challenging for the title and things like that. I, I think realistically Arsenal need to secure top four and get back into the Champions League. Um it would be lovely to win the league. But I don't know, I just you're looking at a bloody man city at the moment and seeing that absolute mutant just scoring, like, he scored one goal on Saturday, and, like, everybody was like, uh, you know, he should be doing better, or, or something mad like that, it's it's just not fair, like, he's ridiculous, Um, I, I did see someone say that he is prone to an injury or two, so please fucking God, I mean, it would be lovely, lovely jubbly, <laughs> if he did get injured. <laughs> Jesus. But, uh, in terms of Liverpool, like, you know I, I know, I know you did say that this is potentially your um, Dortmund year, I think he called it, um, I mean, Liverpool. Liverpool have a good team. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know the lost Mana. and to be quite honest, it probably does seem right now that Mané was a big loss. And you see him sort of still scoring goals there for Bayern Munich. Um, I don't know. That this just look lost of confidence, or maybe that just needs they needed a few more younger players in to refresh that squad. Like Salah just looks. He looks lost. He just hasn't seen the same player. He just needs to capture that wee bit of form again. And, you know, your best player, Luis Diaz, went off injured yesterday. And it was announced there about an hour or so ago that he's going to be out till after the World Cup. So that's really not what Liverpool need to be hearing right now. I kind of feel like maybe Trep does need taken out of the spotlight and maybe stick him on the bench for a game or two, take the pressure off and build him back in. Um, and Virgil van Dijk. It has not really been Virgil van Dijk the last while. And going into that game yesterday I was nervous, but I was a wee bit confident, you know, with the form we've been in and sort of the mixed form Liverpool have been in, I kinda of thought we're they're there to be got at and I think we can beat them. Like in Jesus' record before the game obviously he was very good against Liverpool. Um but Arsenal again, Arsenal are one injury away. They're a Thomas party injury away from being absolutely scooped. So it's all about keeping players fit. I mean, like, it's it's the one area that if he gets injured, then I feel like we're fucked because we don't have anybody that can do what he can do. Him being in the middle of the parks so like Granit Xhaka to play further up the field where he can't make stupid mistakes. <laughs> you know, take people there and get rid of Let's be honest, Xhaka has a reputation of getting red cards, but I think he's had four red cards in the seven years he's been at Arsenal, which I suppose isn't as bad as what people maybe think. Um, But Thomas Partey's vital to what Arsenal are doing at the minute I believe and yeah if he's injured we are we are absolutely done in so let's hope he can stay fit and yeah we'll just keep going on the journey That was like I mean it's been lovely watching Arsenal recently it's been lovely having a team that can show a bit of fight and you know <laughs> this time last year like I even never thought that we'd be in the position we are now you know even challenging for Champions League seemed very you know far off and you know it looks like we're we're on course again it is October people are blowing complete smoke up people's asses at the minute and making it out Arsenal are you know challenging for the title or whatever like it's so early days things could be so different by the time the World Cup rolls around we could be sitting fourth or fifth or whatever like just enjoying it at the moment and hopefully they can keep up the form and we can get back into the, the Super League next year
0: yeah I underst I understand why they're doing it and why they're saying about because 'cause you've won eight uh and lost one you know in the first nine games, like you're sitting top of the league. I don't think Arsenal will win it and it's not a dig look. Like, I just I, I just can see this City side winning everything, to be honest. I I don't think there's anyone's gonna stop them or stop him. The only thing that stops City is if the mutant's legs fall off. And knowing him, he'd probably grow them back in a day. You know what i mean so it's not gonna matter like he'll just re- rebirth himself and then he'll <laughs> be even bigger and stronger so i don't think that's gonna affect us but um i thought like you're right on i thought thomas party especially in the second half um was very good for Arsenal. um he sort of and i felt sorry for thiago um and Liverpool in the second half because i think that's when henderson just completely drifted out of it um I thought Thiago was having to do a lot on his own and he was and like Arsenal were stamping down on him and, and I just thought Liverpool lost complete um control at all. What didn't help was as I said, Henderson I think sort of faded out of it and then Klopp's substitutions just made literally no sense. Obviously Diaz is injured, that's fine. Firmino scores. By the way, Firmino has more goals than Gabriel Jesus this season. Like w- what? How did that happen? Um but I thought Nunez was good for Liverpool. Probably his best game yet. We enjoyed talking about this. He was a handful, and I just, but I just thought, like again, as I just mentioned there, as I know you'd said, Paddy, like I can't understand some of Klopp's decisions. And I wanted to talk about Klopp tonight, and I haven't actually told you two lads this. Um, I don't, I don't go with the seven year. I think it's purely coincidence of the seven year thing for Jurgen, right? This time in Liverpool, what I think's happened is they chased everything last year they chased the ultimate glory like winning the quadruple winning everything they played in every game they could have and they came kick of the ball kick of the ball away twice from winning the two big ones and not only does I think that's punctured mentally the squad I think it's absolutely punctured Jurgen Klopp I honestly do and for the first time yesterday after the match I sort of doubted is he going to be here until the end of 2026 20, when his contract runs out, I've sort of looked at it and think, mm, I don't know how this feels, and I, I, I hope if 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 the worst thing was to happen that it is the end for Jurgen Klopp. Liverpool, I hope it's on his own decision. I would I would love it for him to be like, Do you know what, I have this squad are not responding to me. I think the same thing happened with Dortmund; they're not responding to me. It just happens. It's time to move, uh, and a fresh start. Then that's fine. I don't want. I don't want FSG sacking him. I would be fuming of that. Um, because it should be on his own uh, accord. But I also, I've been thinking about this a lot today. Um, if it was to be the end, I don't want it to be like it was at Dortmund and uh, where Klopp announced he was leaving and then stayed for three or four months. Uh, it has to be done. And away you go. And a successor is brought in. And away you go. But that's not going to happen I don't think but just if it was that's why I'd want it to happen pretty quickly and uh, someone to be lined up but we'll see but it just I don't know I just get the feeling like we've so many games this year we've been utter dog shit Liverpool like really hard to watch really hard to even like um, played okay against Rangers don't get me wrong they should be beating Rangers by more no respect for Rangers but Liverpool should be beating Rangers by more than 2-0 they really should be thumping them um but just yesterday even at times when they did sort of play well i never had any faith they were going to go on and win the game regardless even when it went to all i thought let's just get the 90 let's just get the game over see it out, get a point and get out because i just didn't have any faith and uh, yeah it's it's weird put I, mean, I, I do think um, an overhaul is is unfortunately needed these players and this manager have given me and you obviously party so many good years over the last 7 years but um it's massively in need of a refreshment, and it's not just one or two, as you said, Johnny. Younger players in. It's three, four, five, or six. It's a new squad needs brought through because they've gone to the well, and it feels like now it's just sort of, uh, disintegrating. But that happens, teams. T- that you know we've seen it all along. Teams that happens, teams. It happened. Fergie, Alex Ferguson managed to do. I think he managed to re- rebuild three teams, or two teams. He managed to do, and then eventually he just knew himself. all so like, like I, I can't. Can't do it anymore. It's time to move on. So yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know what you two think of that. Um Paddy, maybe you want to come in first, but it's it's troublesome times for Little Pulphan.
2: Oh, it's yeah, it's undoubtedly undoubtedly troubled times. i c I I don't think there'll come a time that Klopp is sacked. I just can't see it happening. Um I think if he were to go, I think you're right. I think it would be going on his own terms. Not that I'm advocating for that because there's no one else that I would want no, to try and either. turn this round. Um so yes, I agree we we do need some players. Like, you know, there's a lot a lot of good players in that squad as evidenced by the run last year, but it's the midfield, it's glaring. like it's we've talked about it even before this season. That's where you need reinforcements, that's your engine room. That's what Liverpool have built their platform of success made- on.
0: Sorry, Paddy. He's made Liverpool have made two midfield signings since they won the Champions League. Can you guess them? Thiago
2: and, and Arthur. Arthur. Yeah, Arthur. That, that shows you know, and they were there's such a workman like three. Whether it was initially Milner Henderson. Wijnaldum, you know, you had Alana, Oxley, chamberlain you know, these kind of like workman-like players, and then you threw Fabinho in the mix, but they they let the front three kind of do their thing. They were, whenever Liverpool sold Coutinho, he was asked, are you going to replace him? Like, you don't have a playmaker now, and he's like, the counter-press is my playmaker. So those three did the job of a number 10, and they were winning the ball back high. They were feeding it to one of the, the sort of front three, and, and it worked so well, but, if they have kind of lost their, lost their legs slightly and it looks like Fabinho has completely lost the plot. I don't know what has happened to him. His form has completely fallen off a cliff. Um, he looks like an actually player. Like, it, I don't know what's happened to him. Um, cause Thiago's still playing well. I would say Henderson, we know yep. I, I love Henderson, but he's, he's not a, a, like a silky, you know, fantastic player. That's going to change a game for you. He's just a solid sort of leader. Um, we just need a bit more stardust in there. And if you're looking to attract big guys like Bellingham, you're going to need to qualify for the Champions League. And at the minute, it looks dire. If we're without Diaz now until December, January time, I fear for us big time. You know, Salah, as, as JD was mentioned, you were mentioning, Salah did absolutely nothing yesterday. Like, he was well marshaled, but he was up against Tommy Asu, their second sort of choice right back, and he was playing left back against Salah. Salah should have had him on toast, but he didn't really, he got no change out of him whatsoever. Yeah, it's it's dire. It's, if we can scrape forth and have a bit of a run in the cup, I would bite your hand off for it, and then just recalibrate in the summer, and give Klopp a bit of time.
1: I think, I think it's yeah. absolutely crazy, isn't it? You know, when you hear like yourselves talking about, you know, you take top four and, and go for a run in the cup. Like, it's sort of like I said earlier, you know, we were talking about this team winning the quadruple only a few months ago and their form has completely fell off the edge of a cliff, then fucking fallen off another cliff. It's absolutely wild. Yeah. Um, and maybe, like, you know, you look at players like Sadio Mane and he probably seen something like this was probably coming. Like, I don't know whether FSG just haven't backed clap and brought in the players that he wanted like we were linked with arthur um was last january and uh, our january past there, and i was not one bit keen on taking him in because you know it, it just something didn't feel right about him and then there he is he's out now for i think he's out for a while now isn't he with a bad injury and he surgery and has he bur- he's barely kicked the ball for liverpool i was just like what a, what a bloody waste it's just it's like getting in and trying to get in, like, a you know, putting a plaster over a fucking leak. Like, you know, it's not going to stop the leak. It's it's just, I don't know, it's very hard to put my finger on what actually has gone wrong in Liverpool because, like, the squad's, like, most of that squad won the Champions League, won the league. And now they're, and, like, Roberto Firmino, who, by the way, I thought his goal was absolutely fantastic yesterday. Like, what a finish. Yeah. It's, um... He's been one of their best players when it looked like he was just going to be a bit part player now. And it seems like he should be starting every game. Like he's scoring more goals than Salah. And, and I know, like Phil, I know we said before uh, we came on here about it seems like the Adbamiang effect, you know, signed the big contract and the same thing sort of happened with Salah. I don't know. Like it, it's obviously that's the sort of thing we're going to say because he has signed a big contract here now and he's in his 30s and whatever. He's got his big payday. But I don't know. I don't know if that really is it with Salah. I just think he's probably low on confidence. You know, he hasn't. He's not in form. And to be honest, Tommy Asu was Arsenal's starting right back last year. I think the the reasoning for putting him at left back yesterday because, to be honest, it was a surprise to absolutely everybody. And the fact he is a, mainly a right footer, it stopped Salah cutting in that left foot. You know. Um, yeah, that's
0: what I was about to say.
1: It um. It was actually. A pretty clever move from Arteta because nobody's seen that coming. They thought Kieran Tierney was a start to start, and there's Tommy Assey in the starting lineup, who, by the way, is a great player. You know, he's just
0: he's underrated. Yeah, he's it's, he's he's one of the most underrated players in Premier League, Tommy Asu.
1: Yeah, it, it's just been un, very unfortunate that Ben White has actually played unbelievable at right back. Yeah. all season he's he's been fantastic. Like the back line has been has been very good, usually quite solid, apart from Gabriel making the odd boo boo. Like, but I don't know, like I, like I said, it's it's mid October. Liverpool could absolutely turn this around and go on a run of games. And there's a World Cup coming up in just over a month's time. Uh, it doesn't help that Holland obviously is going to get the entire fucking month off to boot balls and <laughs> frigging. Who, who's it? Uh, Scott Carson. <laughs> Scott Carson's going to be taking a. You might kill him. He might kill him. He he might just kill everybody come January. Like it's it's a scary yeah. thought that that man's going to have a month off. While most other players are going to the World Cup, um, maybe that's what Liverpool need. Maybe the maybe the World Cup this year being the winters a blast in the skies for them. Klopp gets time off to refresh the batteries, get working with the players that aren't going to be at the World Cup. Like, I don't know if Trent will go. And to be quite honest, if I was a Liverpool fan, I'd be happy enough if he didn't go. I'd be happy enough if no I, Arsenal players yeah. go to the World Cup. But I feel like I'm the same. That that's every fan's sort of opinion on their players. They don't want them going off to uh winter World Cup. It's not gonna be great, but it is what it is. Some of our players are gonna be there. Um it can all turn around, lads. You know what I mean? Like you still have a good squad. Um decisions went against Liverpool yesterday, there's absolutely no doubt. Like the penalty Arsenal got was very, very soft, and Liverpool should have had a penalty themselves. Um yeah, that, that game could have went. A different way if the referee had a given different decisions but the only thing i will say and the last thing i will say on it if darwin lunas tries to fucking do a cray face the Emirates again he'll get slapped he'll get that fucking <laughs> he'll get that fucking ponytail slap clean at him that was it was too early darwin it was too early for that shit
2: that's all i, I enjoyed was. it uh, i'm sure you did because you love the shit i thoroughly
0: <laughs> enjoyed the very relieved
2: man the score didn't so relieved yeah
0: uh, that's because your brother's been a fucking puke about him ever since he signed. Um, <laughs> I was uh, very delighted that he scored. Very, I almost ripped my voice box out. Um, trying to celebrate it when it when I went in just because of obviously, uh. Well, people that don't know myself and and uh, Patrick's brother Andrew have an ongoing hatred for each other, and one of them is Darwin Nunes. I'm a big Darwin fan. He's not, so <laughs> that's all that was important for me. I didn't care. We got beat as long as Nunes scored. Um, Here, can, but- I, can I can I raise a topic, people, for your um, f- just to see
2: what you think of it? Is Salah actually shit at football? Yeah, is Salah actually shit? Do you think? Do you think he's uh, have no. I been mean right all along and he's a complete fraud? No. Paddy,
0: you've been waiting for this for no. years. But uh, Paddy and and his brothers just telling me that Stephen Davis should st- would start for Liverpool and it was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. It's only because he's from Ballomina. I mean you um, can't even start yet for yet again, Yeah. And uh yet again, no, Salah Salah's not shit at football, sir. Uh, he's been one of the best players in the world the last five years, you maniac. And actually he's about to come third, I think, in the Ballon d'Or. Um No, I think I don't know what's going on. I think I think this I I really... The Diaz injury is a sicker because I think he's been our best player. I think Alisson's been our best overall player. Nets got him, of them, but I think um Diaz, I feel, has been consistently our best player this season. Yep. But what that does now is that opens it up to change things. And I think what Liverpool should do, and again, I don't have... I'm not Jurgen Klopp, but I think what they should do is they should put Darwin Nunes as left of the forward, Jada down the middle, and Salah... In at the right where he is, but in a bit tighter. Uh gives you a chance now that the four two three one's not just gonna work with what the players we have, so it's gonna have to go back to a little bit of a back four three 3 You'd I'd have Joe Gomez in there now on Wednesday night. If he's fit and he's ready to go, I'd like to see Calvin Ramsey play against Rangers, because that's where he played last year for uh, for Aberdeen up in Scotland. Joe Gomez if uh, would be my right back. He looked, he looked actually quite solid. Uh, much better than the last time we saw him against Napoli. Uh, I actually thought Joe Gomez handled Martinelli really well at times yesterday. Um, and I agree with both you Martinelli was a Stanley print on the pitch. What a footballer he's going to be. Um, uh in midfield. Uh, Can I just
1: um just mention sorry yeah. before you go on, Jurgen Klopp needs to fuck off and stop trying to <laughs> I know you're going to convince say. Martinelli. That game like was absolutely licking his arse ring before the game <laughs> yesterday. Uh, I, cool. I see you, Jürgen. I see what you're at. But from what it's I've It's usually today, the
0: case, Jonathan. Yeah, I saw that, where he wants to stay at Arsenal and fair play to him. It is usually the case, though, that once Klopp... Uh, if you play really well against Jürgen Klopp, he signs you, which seems to be <laughs> fair enough. Um. Well, we'll see whether that happens. Any of the auction players, it could be Sackett, Jonathan. You never know. Um, at at the midfield, Paddy or and Jonathan. I don't know what Liverpool would do. uh, because Fabinho was our best midfielder, certainly our best defense midfielder. But he's completely off the boy. Like for that penalty yesterday, if you look back at it now, there was three or four players could have cleared it. But his clearance is the worst and it invites all the pressure back on again. I don't know what he's doing, why he doesn't just clear that into the stands. Thiago has to start and then, well, Henderson has been off the boil. We don't know what's going to happen with this FA investigation too. We don't know what it's about. We know there was obviously an incident It's very clear. There's an incident between Gabrielle and Jordan Henderson. Uh, something has been said. We don't know what it is. People will, will assume all sorts. Um. But we'll have to wait and see all that. So you never know. Could something come out of that? We might not see anything for a while. You never know. It could just be all... I think Michael Arteta actually said... Here's the thing that I don't think it is as bad as people are thinking. I, I could be way off. Arteta said what stays in the, what happens in the pitch stays in the pitch. And obviously Michael Oliver came over to Arteta and Klopp to tell them what was going on. And if you watch Arteta especially, there's no real reaction. Mm. He's like, all right, okay. And he's yeah. standing beside Jurgen Klopp, and he's listening. He, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't go mad. You would think if it was something heinous, um, he'd have lost the plot there. Because, Portela, as much as when whenever Liverpool play against him, I I honestly want to punch his face in, sort of caves in. But I love him when they are not playing against him. He's so annoying to play against because he's just so animated. Um, but that's the basket. in him. Um. But when he when he's not, I, I do I genuinely have a lot of time for him. And I think he's brilliant. Um, I have a soft spot for him after watching all and all. I thought he was good on it. I thought he was quite funny at times. It was quite cringy, but mm-hmm. I honestly think some of that he was playing up to the cameras. I had pure badness. He's more intelligent than you than than people were giving him credit for, and what he's shown that this year Arsenal. But yeah, I think um, Liverpool have maybe. Yes, to his Darwin performance against Arsenal is the start for him, and hopefully he can kick on and do a few things. I don't think Liverpool will get, uh, themselves back into any sort of a race for anything. To be honest, um, I'd be surprised if they got top four now. Uh, I think it's, don't think they have enough, and then to change it completely around. I think this is going to be a bit of a struggle all season. But we'll see what happens. You never know. They've, 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 they've had shittier teams go on a mad cup run and win all sorts beforehand. So you just never know. But um. Speaking of shittier teams, Everton and Manchester United played each other last night. Uh uh the late kickoff good on luck, Sunday. Good luck. <laughs> jo- thank you. <laughs> Jonathan, um if you if, if ever United fans thought I wasn't gonna get a dig at both of them, even if Liverpool got beat, then you're sadly mistaken, brothers. Um and cousin kieran who had a lovely chat with at Brenton's wedding, uh, that one was for you. He's obviously big Everton fan. Uh Johnny, you sat through that last night. I couldn't. I couldn't face football. <laughs> uh, after yesterday. That's why I wrote that that blog. I wrote that blog, um if you haven't seen it, it's up on the Babel Twitter in fifteen minutes. Uh because I was just so angry I was just so angry and I just needed to get stuff off my chest and I couldn't I couldn't even listen to the Everton United game. And usually I am a sucker for listening to football. I couldn't even bear it, I just had to have a break. You sat through it. Um great goal for my Wobie. This fella Anthony loves now an decent finish too to refer to him and then some prick up front scored a 700th goal.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I'm not going to spend too long talking about it because, I mean, fuck, it was a real drag. If there was anything else on on the Sunday <laughs> night, I probably would have watched it. Um, <clears throat> to tell you the god's <laughs> honest truth, like, I didn't think the Monday nights were even that good. It was just two counter-attacking goals, really. Like, it's... The second goal was actually a fuck up from a Wubby. He tried to take a pass somebody instead of just passing the ball and lost it and uh, Casemiro, to be fair, did play a great ball to Ronaldo, but that's all they have. I mean, that is literally all they have. And that's how they obviously beat us. But you know, watching them watching them against City last week and even watching United last night, I fucking just got hit my head on the wall thinking how the fuck did they beat us? They're shit. Um there's, Look, like, there's still a long way to go. This Obviously, the fellow the Anthony does love a goal. He scored in every game he's played for United so far in the league. Like, so there's something about him, clearly. um, You know, I've been there as an Arsenal fan. You know, there's, there's a lot of dead wood. There's a lot of areas in, in the squad that need to improve with Man United. So only time will tell if, if Ten Hag manages to do that. It, it, it really was not an impressive game of football. I mean, it was absolutely here and there it was so boring um, it actually made me unwell last night I had to take the off work <coughs> but <laughs> I don't know like, United fans can can be happy I suppose you know they've they've had some decent results so far this year and they're on a good run of form bar the City game of course Um yeah well, I can't even remember I think Rio Ferdinand was a 12 from 15 or something in the last couple of games that's, that's what points have tallied up which is a decent return so um I mean, they're absolutely loving it, That they're above in the league, I suppose. Um, I don't know. Maybe Steve, if he could have made it on then I could have said something more positive. I just don't know what to say about Man United. It's just... Uh, they've taken Harry Maguire out. Probably the smartest move they've made since, you know, I don't know. Fergie left? I have no idea. They are um, they are what they are. They're a bundle of counter-intagging. like... I literally thought this last night. They have not changed a thing from Solskjaer left. Sochar had the same exact tactics that er- Eric Tambo has, and I don't know nothing. changed. it is it's still exactly the same. They still play the same shy football. I mean, it's really it's really a throw between them and Spurs, who plays the worst football. But I'll leave that to those guys. And your dear cousin who sports Spurs, who probably is listening. Um, <coughs> North London is red. Enjoy that one. That, that's all i got to say on the film. I don't want to say anymore because, you know what? It's, it's actually making me mad thinking about how they beat us. Um, who else played this weekend?
0: <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to get over the fact that I just i leave that to those guys. Um, well, obviously, Man City won again. Shock. Uh, the Mutant score, as you pointed out, again, only scored one, though. So, you know, his, his form stepping. What's that? 20 goals at October? Like this is insane like why was he allowed to play against Copenhagen all night by the way that shouldn't be allowed there should be restrictions put in against who he played against like this weekend he shouldn't be allowed to play Um, but oh Christ uh, Newcastle sneaking up there um, uh, on the table but unfortunately and Jonathan I know you saw this their fans I don't know if you saw this Paddy their fans Christ the banner Jonathan
1: I I still don't don't get it. Like I I don't understand what that banner was all about. Like that. Like, can you explain it? Like what? What were they thinking? can I, like I mean, if you're looking to make a statement of some kind, you know, taking screenshots off fucking Sky Sports is not the way to go about it. To be quite honest, like <laughs> I don't I don't get. It. Like I've obviously mates that support Newcastle. You know, good mates support Newcastle and. Yeah, and I'm I'm. trying to
0: understand it all.
1: Football, the Premier League this year has been fucking weird. I mean, Arsenal are top of the table for a start. Like, that's just...
0: That is weird, yeah.
1: Like, if Arsenal win the league, heads will explode, including my own, and maybe I will grow back <laughs> another one and there will be two JDs, you know, maybe that's how it's going to happen. <laughs> we, we just multiply every time we fucking win the league or something crazy happens, like, that fucking mutant is breaking all sorts of records. Uh, it's, it's, it's wild. It's absolutely wild. Like, to be fair, Newcastle, on the pitch, haven't been doing very well and had a great result at the weekend. Um, not looking forward to playing them. Really, I'm not. They're, they're a difficult team to play against and Bruno... Garin Babba whatever the hell his Guy is. Ah, that's the one. G-Banesh. He's some baller. He's borer. a bore. I really wish. Yeah. I wish we had signed him in January instead of him going to Newcastle. Yeah, he's some player.
0: Yeah, I, re- I really wish they hadn't signed him. He looks. Uh, he looks. I know you're a fan, Paddy. He looks fantastic.
2: Yeah, oh, he's class. That's that's some signing from from Newcastle because I think. It, I read things that he was kind of on a Liverpool shortlist as well at a time maybe a lot of clubs yeah. are monitoring him but he just looks clever clever player box to box scores goals yeah he's he's excellent um he could be someone that Newcastle could build their shady project
0: around for years to come <laughs> <Shady>. <laughs> yeah um <sighs> See, the, the whole wind has been took out of me, as, as I put it yesterday. So, like, I, I did, like, even watching match today, and I, I like to watch match today the next morning because it depends who's on it. I like to, like, sort of skip past their shite, they're going to say. But, um, like, one team that sort of has... <laughs> uh, sorry, they're all shite, apart from me and Wright uh, and Pat Nevin. One thing that sort of has taken me by surprise... Not taken me by surprise, sorry, that's the wrong word, but I think they're creeping up on everyone is Chelsea. Taking my surprise, is definitely the wrong thing because they are a good say. But Chelsea, now they're only four points off Spurs for third. Now they're, they're a wee bit off Arsenal for top of the league, but Green Potter's got things turned around and turned around pretty quickly. Like in 3-0 like, away to Wolves, 3-0, or, sorry, home to Wolves, 3-0 at home to Crystal pa- or AC Milan in the midweek who won the league or Serie A last year and are going quite well to beat Juventus the weekend. 2-1 Palace, you know, He's, he he settled in very very quickly, Graham Potter.
2: Some good results there, like um, the did spend three hundred million pound or something in the summer, didn't they? Um, the absolute talus. Um, and they've won a few games pretty late, which um must be nice. I suppose is a, a sign of sign of good character, but always really annoying when to be a late Chelsea winner. It's like a dagger in the heart, um, of every <laughs> <laughs> of every football fan, um. So, yeah, they're doing well. They've got a great squad. Like, they've easily got... They're easily the third-best team in the league at the moment. Like, um, squad-wise, their squad actually is probably even better than Arsenal's. I don't think their starting 11 necessarily is, but squad-wise, they've got super options. Um, and Thiago Silva's just playing incredible football. He's 38. Like, I think... What age, what age did company retire at? Like, 34, 35? Like, it feels like Thiago would still... Yeah. Would would is older than what a company is, um? He just looks great, and what a signing he's been on a free. I company's only thirty six, um. He's great, and you know they've got excellent fullbacks. They've got options in midfield up front. They're they're good. They're a good side, and I'd be I'd be shocked if they didn't finish top four.
1: Yeah, um. Out of respect for Big Brandy, since he just got married, I'll not say too much on it. Um. Yeah, Grand Potter has um. Oh, Grand Potter was a good coach. Like, we knew he was probably going to come into Chelsea and do well, which he has. Um. I mean, Chelsea. You're right, Potter. Like Chelsea have, a deep squad of very good players. Um. And we could see, like, before the season's over, them pushing for the title.
0: Also, like, you know, there's no reason why they can't, unless you know. Yeah, um, I I think they can. I think they can close the gap I think City will win it by a bit but I think Chelsea and Arsenal will be a battle for second like I genuinely do
1: well well, that's that's really like that's my sort of thing at the minute like I want to try and keep the likes of you know your Chelsea United Liverpool at arm's length just to make sure like we definitely get back into the Champions League next year like that's where the, my um, head's up you know at the, yeah. the further the gap between them the better the chances that we're going to finish in those top four spots and um, like, Chelsea have a good squad, like, and, yeah, there was a wee bit of a, obviously it was Thomas Tuchel and everything was going on there, there was a bit of disruption in that thing, but they're, they're going to come, like, the SC Milan result, like you mentioned, holy shit, I could not believe that, that they beat at them yeah. 3-0, it was, it was they that's, were that's brilliant that night. Fantastic results, I mean, we'll see what happens tomorrow night, they're playing them again at San Siro, might be a different story, like, but, um, some result, Grand Potter's a good coach, like, and, you know, given time and he brings in players that he wants to bring in, you know, Chelsea will only get better. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up winning the league title with them at some stage in the future. Like, you know, he's um, you know, he's stuck with that Prata Bamian for a while, but uh, it looks like he's going to PSG for some wild reason. I don't know if that, that story's true or not, but um, and on that, by the way, Abameyang released a statement today um, saying that that happened just after he had signed for Barcelona, which makes it fine. Abba by the way, makes it fine that you were sitting slobbering about the coach, but whatever, prick. Um, yeah, Ch- Chelsea. Chelsea will go well this year. They'll they'll definitely close the gap. I've no doubt about it. Um, there'll be difficult games against them. We've still played them twice, like so. It's um, it's never an easy game. Like even though we beat them twice last year, but you know, it's never an easy
0: game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and just in case people don't realize, Jonathan's referring to a, a video came out of Aubameyang slating. Uh, Mikel Arteta saying he didn't, he couldn't deal with big egos, and he doesn't. That's why he gets so many young players in because he isn't able to deal with it. Um, and obviously a Bam, a Bameng had moved to Barcelona at the time, but uh, it, it's the sort of thing you, you sort of just when you see it's a Bameng, you're like, oh, actually, yeah, he does look that like that kind of asshole that would say something like that. Um, I don't not sure how Graham Potter will fit with them to be honest. I can see Graham Potter moving them on, and uh, like. Party has a deep hatred for Chelsea. Uh, but I kind of I would like to see Graham Potter win a league title. I'm not saying win a league title with Chelsea, but I think it'd be he's he seems really likable. He seems very intelligent, great coach. And you're right, John. I, I can see him doing really, really well with Chelsea and that's why I do think they're gonna I think with Arsenal, I don't think the squad's deep enough is the problem. And depends how serious you're gonna take your upper league. Depends how well players get on the World Cup. Hopefully for your sake, you'll not get any injuries at the World Cup. Or you mean, uh, players going players go the distance, say for instance, and and they could come back absolutely bollocks mm-hmm. The Arsenal squad isn't deep enough yet, but you need to hang on to that. Liverpool wasn't either, and then they got into that Champions League with under Klopp, and it snowballed from there. So that's where Arsenal are at that like sort of knife edge season. I would call it this year, whereas like. If they if they fall out of the top four this year, you'd be thinking, "Is this really going to work under Mikael? And can he take these a further step?" Uh, some of these players may be thinking, "Like, hang on, like there will be chances in to move move them on, or them move." Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. On, I totally on, agree. So. Like, like we- this is this is <clears throat> this season maybe one of the most important seasons for Arsenal Football Club. Yeah, the the, the, I the, need, the, the, it the need to do it, it this year has to go right. Yeah, um, the, the likes
1: of you know you're we're talking about the likes of Martinelli and Saka whose contracts are obviously running down. You know, if you don't finish the Champions League this year. There's going to be questions there, obviously. Like you know, um, like I I genuinely believe at the moment the way the team's playing, the way we're going, that we can do it. Um, oh, and I... what what and you're completely right. The depth is not there, especially in center mid. Like I said, Thomas Partey goes. There's nobody that can play that position. Um what I'm hopeful Arsenal can do is bring in some players in January. Not necessarily players that are going to be like starters, but players that have quality that can add to the team and say if party needs a rest, you know, they can play them and shack and vice versa. Like Smith Rose injured probably won't be back till December time. Um he can play the position that Martinelli can play. He can play the same position that Odegaard can play, but you know, there's obviously Fabio Vieira there, which takes the pressure off Odegaard. And any any game I've seen him play in recently, he's, he's actually been very good and he's been impressive. So it's, it's nice to know we also have a creative player there that can take the slack off Martin Odegaard. But there definitely needs to be depth and quality out of the Arsenal squad. Or You know, in, in terms of Champions League, I think they can do it this year. But if they're going to be serious about challenging for league titles and going further in Europe and in the cup competitions, they need strength and depth and I think you're right that that's that would be our downfall if, if we don't make Champions
2: League this year
0: yeah so uh the week now, all was it round nine of games is now over well Narnam Forest and Filler are drawing one all currently and uh, Monday the night football an unbelievable goal by the way lads from Ashley Young absolute thunder into the bottom corner from about 25 yards Um. Just hit it so well. It just, I, it's all mute here in the background. But I, while well, you were talking, I was like, "Oof, that just, that sounded even though I couldn't hear it." Uh, like it was hit so well. Um, so that's us. Next week, uh, as I said, there's a piece up. I wrote a piece, uh, a blog for the, the Babble uh, about, well, feeling lost to be honest. Uh, by Liverpool at the minute. Um, they've they've made me feel like I'm fucking. F- floating in the atlantic ocean that's how they made me feel the minute so cheers for that very much um i don't think Patty, we can keep like is this still is this still my dad's fault because he's dead here that we're doing shit. because like Jeez, i don't think we can fix that if that is the case Patty. like you know I, mean? I, I, I don't know i don't know what we do here like they have to get like some sort of frankenstein thing going i don't really know how to fix this so you know if you've <laughs> no, any still, ideas patrick uh <laughs> it's still, it's still his fault, dad's fault. yeah <laughs> Christ in um. So that's yes, as it mentioned last week, me and Paddy are dealing with um losing our fathers by constantly making jokes about it and making and everyone have, else feel be uh, very,
2: very, very uncomfortable. Uh, I was the founding member of, of the Dead Daddy Club, and now you've you've made, made the membership too. God. <laughs> I'm now uh,
0: treasurer. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So we that's how count. we um. Uh, yeah. only oh, you can't count um, <laughs> <laughs> and look yeah that's if like it's any, it's was, anything over 10 um, if it's anything over 10
2: you're screwed alright
0: you know you've been with Al Liverpool losing it and you're, you're making fun of can't count you're fucking you know one more strike Patrick and that will be the end of it um, but yeah it, oh, it, it, thought and thought the it is,
2: thing was a strike
0: No, no, I just washed it off my back, nature. That's good, Um, good. So yeah, I wrote that. Uh, Thanks for anyone that that sort of read already in comments. I really appreciate it. I don't know if Steve's going to get writing um, a breakdown of winners and losers. I'll chat to him after this. Maybe I'll do that too, but... We'll be back uh, next weekend probably with a full house to go over what's happened. Unless, unless Sal or Holland scores about six, then you can go and fuck yourselves. I'm taking next weekend off. I'm not coming home to, to listen. I'm talking about that. Absolutely not. But uh, hopefully not. Hopefully both his legs fall off. Um, Yes, yeah, so we'll be back. Enjoy the, the midweek action. Uh, it feels like, I said this last week, it feels now like there's football on every night until about even when the league comes back about February. Um, which is great for us. We love football. Um I mean it would help if your team was playing well, but it's great for us if you love football. But if you don't then you sort of goose. But yes, enjoy your week. Um stay safe wherever you're at. Chat this again next weekend. And I hope unless you fans, all your football teams lose. And good luck.